You oh, sound yeah. good. Sweet. This is Jacob Bratz with JLB Morelia. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And you're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Enjoy. We've already started, because this oh, is episode nice. 89 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I am... Actually, hold on. Rewind. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 89 of the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is now part of the Herpeticulture Network. The show is brought to you by Steve Snakeshuary, his Venom Hot Sauces, Sean Wagner, and MP Cages and Exotics, two awesome dudes you need to go talk to. You need to get a cage. You need to get some hot sauce. Um, Jake. 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 Me. I'm Jake. Jake is here. We're joined yes. by our buddy Paul McIntyre. Are you? Everybody. Did you change your name? You're not Predator Park anymore, right? Yeah, I just I changed it on on Instagram just to kind of put put name to the face. I got you. If that's if that's the best way to put it. Just yeah, easier so that way. Predator Park Reptiles or uh yep. Paul McIntyre Reptiles. Of no relation to Reba McIntyre, as much of a bummer as that is. Yeah. Or or Owen McIntyre. Yeah, or yeah. Owen. Yeah. Are you yep. McIntyres all over the place? It's the night yep. that the lights went out in Georgia, boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, we haven't oh, had Paul yeah. on before, which is cool. Um, yes. Also, um, I don't know why it took us so long because yeah, we've I've hung out at Daytona. About to have you on we've hung out at Carpet Fest. Hung out at Re- yes. the Reptile Preservation Institute. Shout out to Pia and Cody Bartolini. Which, before we get into things, Pia requested that I throw out a little promotion for your uh, a shindig that's going on. Um, let me see. She says, uh, there is a fundraiser that is going to be a virtual event for the Abroni Alliance, and it will be called Abroni Ales, uh, which will raise money for Abroni conservation. She said there will be an auction, event, pint glass, event, pint glasses, guest speakers, and some really great stuff. She said she doesn't have all the details in front of her, uh, but they will have updates soon. Um, this is really cool. I actually really like a brony. I've never kept any. I know Paul. You've kind of gotten into them recently. Um, yep, I have three of the Germania. Yeah. So, anxious to see what that's all about. I really want to do an article on the Abroni Alliance in the magazine at some point because I feel like not enough people really know about them. So, yeah, uh, you're missing out. For anybody that doesn't know about them, you're missing out because they are cool. But man, they bite real hard when they play. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they I let mean, you know they're not happy. I yeah, feel they look like, like powerful little lizards. Man. Yeah, but when it comes to a brony, I've always felt like sort of the one name that comes to mind has always been Forrest, because Forrest was almost yep. like he was Absolutely. like one of the biggest ambassadors of the species. Man, you know, he was. Yeah. Like, yeah. His name and, and a brony are synonymous. Um, oh, absolutely. So I'm very excited to see what what happens with this event. Uh, we'll be sure to post it on the. Herpeticulture Network page, uh, since it's all now under one stream and much easier to keep track of, uh, and probably the magazine page and stuff as well. So just a quick little yeah. update there, but <clears throat> um, 
Jake. Yeah, I actually, I actually did have somebody message me and be like, "Hey, man, your podcast got taken down off iTunes. You need to check that out." I was like, uh, "Actually, if you search the Repeticulture Network, you'll find all of our." It's actually the same. Yeah, I there. refreshed the RSS feed so all the stuff would update. So, right. So, so people, people paid attention. They know that nobody pays. Nobody pays yeah. attention. He thought he that, thought uh, that the show got taken down off iTunes. I was like, no, no, it's still there. No, but the all the Conjurecast episodes are now up there. Um, hoping to record episode twenty four of that with David and Luke soon within the next like week or two. I'm hoping. Um, and now I have to do the back catalog of Snakes and Stogies and the recent episode we yep. did with Nipper over the weekend. So nice. And finish a magazine, which is like maybe a third of the way done in ten days. Good lord. So, yeah. I did nothing today. I feel really guilty about it. I just I watched like four movies <laughs> at work. At least you can do that stuff at work. That, was, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a big part of the reason I'm still there. Um, but I don't know. So, so how are how are all the animals doing? They're good, man. Everything rolling along. Good. That's good. Um, nothing that's new. Good. No complaints. Got my Jansen eye tub set up. I just got to get my hands on a thermostat and uh, get them set up for animals and ready to go. And then I can hopefully get my hands on them. So I don't know about hey, Jake. Go, man. Jake probably huh? ain't doing. You, Jake? Jake ain't doing shit. I'm just feeding babies, man. Just just feeding them and feeding them. Feeding them, feeding them. Yep, getting babies grown up. Everything's doing doing pretty well. So. Good. Nothing. Nothing's really changed super much, but yeah, same here. We just moved, so we moved from right. Palm Coast. Nice. Yeah, we just moved from Palm Coast down to Kissimmee, so we're only 17 miles from work instead of 100. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. Are you, closer, are you closer to P and Cody? Uh no, we are definitely way for. I, I drive say, now. I think to you go went to... the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it takes Pia about two and a half hours to get to work. It takes me about two and a half hours to get there. So we've kind of turned it into like I, I go up once a month and go up like Friday and stay Friday night, work mm-hmm. Saturday, you know, kind of hang out Friday and then come back home. Yeah. Um, I hear you. The other interns are Derek and Samantha and Geo are kind of taking on the brunt of the work. Yep. Geo, Geo's got a rap name. Does he? Yeah, this is the COVID kid. The COVID kid. Geo's cool, man. I'm bummed I didn't get to smoke with him at Carpet Fest, but he was busy. Yeah, the you know, Fest Cody's is a blur. Bidding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Justin, your phone is making a loud I know. noise. I hear it, all right? It's on yeah, silent now. I was, I was just, God, I'm I was so frazzled. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was me this morning. Dude. I, I forgot half of everything. That was a bad morning. All right. I might I might die tonight because I had two bangs today, a monster, <laughs> and now I'm drinking like a quad espresso Americano I made. He's not gonna sleep so. until next week. No, believe no. me, when I, my head will hit the pillow and I'll be out. Oh yeah, there's something like, wrong with me. Like it must be some no, sort dude, of dis- yeah. like disease uh, or. I don't know how this kid does it. Yeah, that's crazy. Jake watched so... me drug a monster at like 10 o'clock last week. Oh yeah, dude. Holy. He cracked that bitch and just do 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 do. Gone. Slept like a baby. No, dude. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've got some kind of commit condition. Right. I'm sure. 
Well, I guess at some point I was working nights for a while. I was doing the same thing. You, you drink those those energy drinks for too long, and they, they don't really do anything. You know, you really got to drink a lot to get. Yeah, that's at, the problem. Is know, like the bangs feeling. because the bangs have all the extra stuff, and I'm pretty sure one of the main ingredients is like meth. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, if I sure. don't get the bang, the bangs, it doesn't. I don't feel like I'm alive. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. I'm like this. Yeah, sucks. You, you could. Monsters are. Yeah, a joke you drink now. a monster. Yeah, you drink a monster. There's nothing in that. It's, it's like, it's like, eh. it's like drinking a diet Pepsi. Yeah, no, dude, I can't drink Bang. I can't. <laughs> oh my god, it's too much so for a little bit. Too much, dude. Uh, caramel apple that. crisp is delicious. Cherry blade. I've lemonade. never heard of that one. Mm. But anyways, mm. yeah, moving on from energy drinks. Yeah, right. This coffee's pretty good. This is espresso machine. So, we got is baller. So. So I know we kind of messaged back and forth before Justin about, you know, what, what we were going to kind of talk about. And mm-hmm. there's been, there's been some law changes here in Florida and there's a ton of, um, misdirection and mi- or I don't know if misdirection is even the right phrase, but I feel like that's pretty accurate. Of, it's yeah. There's a ton accurate. of misinformation, um, which is it, it's, it's snowballing. It's getting worse and worse. So, um, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep this as PG and professional as I can, as a group of friends, we kind of know who, who these people are. They are highly influential YouTube people that claim to be a giant part of the reptile industry yet can't decipher a paragraph written by a professional (laughs) or an attorney or a lawmaker. So we have information that's floating around that the venomous laws in the state of Florida have changed and that you need a brick and mortar facility or need to be educational to keep venomous. That is not true. The venomous laws in the state of Florida have not changed at all. There is no change. Part of the venomous law is tied into the conditional species law, which is mostly for safe transportation. Mm -hmm. That's really all it says. So when people read it and all they're seeing is the word venomous, they just, they stop right there and everything is bad. So what I did was, is instead of going to FWC's website and reciting something from there, I went to um, the Florida Senate page and downloaded the Senate bill number 1414. So if you Google SB 1414 Florida, you can pull the page up that shows the tracking of the whole bill all the way through the process. You can see who voted for it, what language changes there were, the actual bill. The reason this bill passed and didn't get vetoed is because it was tied to a hunting and fishing bill that bans animal rights activists from harassing fishermen and hunters. We obviously don't want to see that get vetoed because that's important too. However, they slipped one in by saying, hey, we're going to ban tegus and iguanas. We're going we're gonna to take them and put them on the conditional species list. The conditional species list up until July 1st was Burmese or Indian pythons, reticulated pythons, northern African pythons, 
southern African pythons, amethystine or scrub pythons, green anacondas, Nile monitors, green now adding green iguanas and tegu lizards, any species of the genre uh, Salvatore or Tupanambits, and, and terrible at scientific names. So bite me. Um, so all those animals were listed on the CSP. Then what they did is they went and they said the current CSP animals, which were everything except for green iguanas and tegus, you can no longer breed them anymore. So this is exactly how it reads. Uh, let me get to... So it says 379.372, capturing, keeping, possessing, transporting, or exhibiting venomous reptiles, reptiles of concern, conditional reptiles, or prohibitive reptiles, a license is required. A, person, party, firm, association, or corporation may not keep, possess, import into the state, sell, barter, trade, or breed the following species except for educational, research, or eradication or control purposes. Burmese pythons, reticulated pythons, northern African rocks, southern African rocks, Amethystine and scrub, green anacondas, Nile monitors, green tegu or green iguanas and, and um, tegu lizards. I said green tegus. That's <laughs> weird. So basically, then they said if it says here if a person, firm, corporation, or corporation holds a valid captive wildlife class three exhibition or sales license on January 1, 2020 and documented an inventory of green iguanas or tegu lizards on his or her 2019 application, the commission may grandfather that person, firm, or corporation so as to allow them to continue to exhibit, sell, or breed green iguanas or tegu lizards commercially for as long as the license remains active. Such status is void upon any license transfer or lapse. The person, firm, or corporation may only sell such inventory of green iguanas or tegu lizards outside the state of Florida and may not import the species into the state. The commission shall adopt rules that address all of the following, reporting requirements and biosecurity measures to prevent escape of these species. So pretty much your bigger breeders, your Thai parks, um, there's a, a, a woman in... I think she's in Deltona or Deland that produces a ton of tegus that are amazing. Um, I believe I would think Ron St. Pierre has his on his inventory. So if you had them on your class three inventory, you're okay. You just can't sell them in Florida. But if you had any of those other animals like reticulated pythons, berms, scrubs, you can no longer breed those animals. It says very clearly in the regulation, brick and mortar. No house. You cannot keep it in a residential facility. It has to be a brick-and-mortar educational facility. So Cody and Pia's place would be considered an educational facility as it's the whole facility and they are bonded. Mm -hmm. But they don't have CSP animals. That's the only change is to the conditional species. All the big snakes and Nile monitors, that's the only real change to that is you just you just can't breed them right now u.s arc florida they've already filed a lawsuit they're working on hopefully getting this changed you know and and, and that's that's a positive thing but 
what some of these YouTubers are going around and saying, Hey, you know, we have, we have these animals and, you know, uh, now they're changing these rules and, you know, other people aren't going to be able to keep them. And, you know, but, but these are our animals and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. There's no, there's no education behind what's being said and they're misleading people and, and it's out of control. Well, I mean, talking about being a day late and a dollar short, like you're going to start banning iguanas now after they've well, already that, I taken. I can barely hear you, dude. <clears throat> Is it the jet? There's a jet flying over the house. Yep, I, I can barely hear you. Yeah, I can barely hear you, too. What the hell? Sounds like you went in the other room. There you go. Now? Yep, you're good. Okay. I was going to say, talk about being a day late and a dollar short. I mean, you're going to start banning iguanas now after they've already gotten a foothold over, you know, pretty much the bottom half of the state. Yeah, they've, they've like, been around. Um, I was talking with Cody about it, like, since the 50s. Yeah. That ain't nothing like, new. It, that, this is, yeah, this is not new. Um, this is people with money that, you know, fr- from, from my understanding, I've never seen it. I don't live in South Florida, but I've heard other people say, you know, people that have a lot of money are very influential. They're, they're you know, they're, they're crapping all over the sidewalks and, you know, they're making a mess of plants. And, you know, I guess I get that, but, you know, is this the right way to do it? It's like you just, you just go through and ban everything. You know, I don't even mind as much saying, hey, you can't sell stuff in the state of Florida. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that, you know. But to say outright, you know, all you guys that are, are working with these animals, you know why you can't keep them anymore. You know, and, and there's been no word on, you know, I've heard everything from, you know, you, they gave you 90 days and they're coming to kill all your animals. That's BS. They're, they're never, fish, fishing game is not going to do that. You don't care what anybody says. I know people, you know, right now law enforcement isn't the most popular thing in the world, but I talked to my investigator and he's pretty much bluntly told me that's never going to happen. You know, they're, they're, they would never come and, and kill the animals. There's going to come a point where depending on what USR can get done, that we're going to have to do something. You know, we're, we're going to, there's going to have to be something that's done, you know? So it, it just, it, it's a black eye for all of us. Fish and Wildlife watches all these YouTube videos. I know they do um, because both of the inspectors that I've had have, have told me they watch them. You know, so you never know who's watching. I feel like that's something a lot of people don't think about when they're, you know, putting out podcasts oh, yeah. or when they're doing videos. It's like you literally have no idea. So, so let's add to that. Um, on top of all this happening, brick and mortar educational facility. Mm-hmm. That does not mean I make 30-minute YouTube videos and I am now an educator because I educate a million people. There is no statute in Florida Fish and Wildlife in any of their rules that you can turn around and say, because I reach a million people on YouTube, that it's okay that I can keep these animals because I do educational work. It, it, that's not true. Now... That doesn't mean that that's not something that can be added. My fish and wildlife guy thought that that was actually not a bad idea to have that in there, and it sounds like it would be fair if monitored and done correctly. But it's not there now. So these guys that are talking about it, these guys that are talking about it are not knowing what they're doing. So 
you know, they're, they're not knowing what they're saying. They're just going out and saying, hey, I have a YouTube channel and I'm educating, you know, a million people see my video. Well, right. it's, that's not a rule yet. You want it to be a rule? Talk to US ARC, do it the right way, talk to senators, get that put in place. You know, instead of sitting back and crying about it and, and whining about it, be proactive and be a part of it. All the, I've said this, I think I've said this to you guys. I think we talked about it at Carpet Fest. All these social media platforms are fantastic if you do it right. Yeah. If you're a Yahoo, for sure, they're going to treat you like that. If you're a Raymond Hoser. So, you know, I mean, that. I, I just don't want people to get the wrong information. That's that's my biggest fear, you know, is is young Billy Smith, you know, gets the gets the information that oh, you know, you can buy a retake and keep it. He goes to Georgia at a reptile show, buys one and brings it back and gets in trouble for it, or worse, buys a venomous snake thinking that oh, I, I don't need to do this or I don't need to do that because you know these guys say so. You know, it must be the one thing that annoyed me is I saw in a post that said. So and so said it on his YouTube video, so it must be true. <laughs> like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and it's Come like on, I feel man. like if people are saying, you know, when you when it comes down to you know, if you have a YouTube channel, you're educating you know a million people, whatever. Somebody could easily take that as, oh, I can make a YouTube channel now, and technically I'm educating, so I can have venomous snakes with no repercussions. And you and know? that's and and that was one of the things I talked to to you know my my investigator about today was what what did he think about that and he said you know i don't think it's a bad thing if you're doing educational shows with csp animals they ask you to put together a powerpoint what you're saying and send it in so they can see it so they know it's legit that was previous to the brick and mortar mm -hmm. you know I, I don't see if somebody's legitimately doing it i don't see an issue with that as long as they're doing it right but some of these youtube guys i wouldn't trust teaching my kid how to ride a bike Right. <laughs> Let alone handle a dangerous animal. You know? Yeah. We've on. talked about that in the past. Like, you know, exactly. people with large followings, people with a, you know, a storefront, you know, just because they have these things doesn't necessarily doesn't mean, mean they, they know exactly what they're doing. Yep. Yep. What's it? What, what's Cody saying? Um, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's... It, it's crazy, you know. This this last year and a half since that first carpet fest has has been you know unbelievable, and I wouldn't trade a second of it, you know. But these are the times that you know. And again, we've had these conversations, you know. And, and I'm sure there's going to be people that are listening to be like, oh, who are they talking about? Who are they talking about? Look look at some of the biggest YouTube people out there, and watch their videos. You'll figure it out right away. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it just, it gives you a headache when you see it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. So, yeah, it's definitely, I've, it's, I've heard a lot about it the last couple of weeks. A lot of people just asking questions. A lot of people just saying, you know, oh, you can't keep venomous in Florida anymore, period. You know, and it's, yeah. It's yeah, not true. Yeah, listen, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, and, and, listen i firmly believe that it's the way it is right now i think it's fair oh, yeah yeah you know, 100 i think i th i wish you know everywhere would adopt laws like that especially for venomous you know 
Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those things people should be properly trained. I do. I don't disagree with Florida venomous laws at all. Um, I think, I think what people miss out on with, with that is it's, it's a thousand hours per species by Paridae, Lapidae, Colubridae, and Heloderma. So if you want to keep any of those, it's 1000 hours per species, right? Family. When you get, when you finish that, you then have to have two letters of recommendation. Now it used to be that your letters of recommendation could come from anybody that holds a venomous permit and it doesn't matter what they held. Like if, if Cody just had vipers and Derek had a lapids, they could write me letters of recommendation. But now whatever animals they're licensed for are all they can give you recommendations for. So if you want everything, whoever is, is writing your letter also has to have everything. So, you know, knowing the laws before you even start the process is the most important thing. Understanding what double containment really is, understanding what your inspector requires. Every inspector is definitely different. Sometimes I think that sucks because some are a little bit more lenient than others. Yeah. Others are a little more strict. Yeah, I, I definitely – I feel like there should be more – Consistency. O- overlap, yeah, consistency, you know, overlap with the inspectors because that's all I've heard with anybody from keeping venomous in Florida is like some people are like, oh, yeah, dude, my guy just kind of like walks through and that's it. And then yep. other people, it's a two-hour process, you know. Yep. And it, but it, But here's the thing is even with that, it's very, very easy. We moved into the house in the first week that we were here, I called – you know, Damon and I said, Hey, you know, he's my inspector. And I said, Hey, you know, my name is Paul. I just moved out here. You know, I want to go over what your requirements are for venomous. I know we have COVID normally you would be able to say, Hey, can you come on out? Let's meet and talk. But obviously, you know, with everything that's going on, we had a nice conversation over the phone. He explained to me what his expectations were as far as, you know, uh, secondary confinement, you know, uh, door sweeps, you know, what he wanted to see in vents, you know, and, and it was very, very simple. If you do that, there's no surprises. If you're, if, if you're in your mind thinking of things that they're going to say and what your answer is going to be, you're doing it wrong. I have a hundred percent confidence in the year and a half that I've worked with Cody that I know all these laws now and understand them thoroughly and these any of the fish and wildlife guys can throw whatever they want at me and i can come back and not have an issue with it right you know and and that comes down to you know just just like we said a thousand hours is a long time you know 20 hours a week you know 52 52 weeks out of the year you know that's a thousand hours so do the math it's um it's a lot so The flip side of that is very simple because I'm sure people are saying, well, wait a minute, you just said 18 months and you're already done. How is that? You can opt out at 500 hours and take an exam. And if you pass the exam, you can be licensed. So if you're confident enough that you can do it, then you can take that exam. Now, Derek beat me, damn it. Yeah, I got one more wrong than him. So upset, but that's okay. But here's here's the thing. I asked Cody if he thought I was ready. 
if Cody would have said no, I wouldn't have taken the test. I wouldn't have said, well, I'm going to go take it anyway because I yeah. think I can pass it. I would have went with with his recommendations on it because right. I made the commitment to learn from him. So if he felt that I wasn't ready for it, then I'm not, you know, period. That's that's how it should work, you know. Right. And, and we go back to mentoring some of these people that I wouldn't let teach my son to ride a bike are mentoring people to get their venomous hours. Right. And that just makes me want to beat my head on the wall because we see the way they do things online and they're not teaching people properly. And, you know, I know how Cody takes all that stuff. If anything <laughs> would ever all. happen, you know, if anything were to ever happen, he would take that bluntly as, as it was partially his fault. And, and I would never want to be or put somebody in that position. Right. You know, so I mean, I, same thing, you know, when I talk to fish and wildlife, I wouldn't mentor anybody. Not right now. I don't feel like I would, I don't feel like I could, you right. know, I, I, I don't feel like I have the experience, the knowledge, you know, I can do this. I can, I can do it and I trust myself, but I don't think I would want to teach somebody. Well, you it's know, one thing to have with, confidence in yourself. It's another thing to have confidence in your ability to teach somebody else to not exactly. have an accident, exactly. especially with sentient beings like that. But I mean, if you watch the videos, it says at the beginning, licensed and trained professionals, been doing this our whole lives. I don't know, 22, 23, 24. That doesn't sound like a very long time. I'm I'm 44 years old. Damn. I've been dealing with reptiles since I was 20. I've had very limited venomous experience. I've had some crocodilian experience. I've had big snake experience. And I'm still learning all the time. But right. I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it it's, it's baffling at times. See, that's, you know? I've always wondered about that because we hear that a lot, right? You know, oh, I'm I'm 25. I've been keeping snakes for 20 years. Yeah. Like, does that does yeah. does like at what point does it actually sort of like, quote unquote count? Yeah, it's like that. At that point, it's like if you're five years old and your dad had a Burmese python. I'm sorry, that doesn't count. No. Like it's no. When you are taking care of your own snake by yourself, you're changing the water, you're feeding it, you're cleaning the cage, you're doing it, then you can say is when you started keeping snakes. But just because you were around snakes when you were two, it doesn't make you yeah. a sneak a snake keeper when you were two years old. Like Listen, I <laughs> so so then Aiden's been handling snakes since he was two because I have pictures of him with ball pythons hanging off of his arms or around his, you know, around his neck. You know, I mean, when he was a baby, you know, he used to go into cages and pull snakes out all the time. Does that mean that he could do it? That's the other shocking thing in the state of Florida is you can't be licensed until you're 21. I believe it's either 18 or 21. I'm almost positive it's 21, but you can't, you can't hold that license until then. But at any age you can get hours. And right. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I just, I, I could not envision a 10 or a 12 or a 13 or a 14 year old working a nine foot King Cobra 
or a seven-foot annulifera or a big gaboon viper or rattlesnake. You know, I mean, I, I just, I couldn't, could, I mean, you guys know, you guys know Aiden. Could you see him work in a Western green? <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> I feel bad saying no, but. <laughs> I mean, he, he would give it his all. I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely been around reptiles enough. You know, he knows his stuff, but, but I wouldn't, I, I would never, I would never want to see him put, I would never put him in that position. Right. You know, I mean, when he's comfortable and wants to learn more, you know, maybe, maybe we'll cross that bridge, but I don't think that'll be for a long time. I mean, now how old we is have, Aiden? He's, 14? he's 15, 15, he's 15. Yeah. So, but I mean, we have film of him running in circles when, when one of the Ethiopian covers shot out at me. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he's definitely not at that point, you know I mean? But, but again, we have YouTubers that have their nephew standing on a box feeding a gaboon viper, you know? It's, yeah. That's, it's, it's, it's I mean, uh, it's reckless. Yeah. It, and it's like, it's like you, 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 you have to, you have to wonder why these laws become laws. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> that is cause, how it happens. It's a cause and effect type thing, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it hits here first. It may be another state that sees something happen in Florida, and maybe Florida's like, eh, you know, that's nothing. But whatever, whatever other state it is is like, oh, no, that's not going to happen here. We're not going to let that get on our doorstep. And then they go in. And and they put some sort of ban in, and then other states just follow suit. Well, they did it. Let's do it. This they did it. We'll do it too, you know. So it, it's just a cause and effect that that these guys don't realize that they're doing. And and you know, I, not blaming any specific. Like I said, I don't I don't want to blame specific people, but there are a number of influencers out there, and and they've got great followings, and that's good if if they're doing it properly. That's a great avenue, but these guys just aren't doing it right. I was going to say, I can't think of any venomous YouTuber that I am, like, 100% on board with. Yeah, because it's like with some people, again, not naming names, but with some people, it's like their their goal and what they're doing is good. Like, what you're trying to achieve is good, but the things you're showing on your show are not. Like yeah. the things that it's, you promote, your ultimate goal, yeah. Like you sound great. You're all you obviously love and love the animals. Like that's cool, but you're being really stupid. Yeah. Like you're free handling. You're free handling venomous animals on camera. Like that. There isn't a situation where that should be okay and out for the public for anybody to see. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I made well. So the Reptile Preservation Institute is where I intern at with Cody and Pia. Um, I love them like family. Uh, that will that will never there is nothing that will ever change that the two most fantastic people in the world and one of the things that we talked about was you know committing to not free handling so i i made a post and i tagged a couple of these youtubers in it again i'm not going to mention any names but one of these youtubers was very upset upset enough How dare to you? just post these are my animals. I'll do what I want, and then block me. Now, I'm I'm not, you know. I, I, again, 
you know, little fanboys get on there and, you know, you know how that whole internet battle starts, you know, little fanboys oh, yeah. get on and how dare you, how dare you it's say like something West about story. Yeah. How dare you say something about this guy? He does more for the industry than anybody, but, <laughs> but you said it for himself, the, 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 what, what they want to get across is definitely there. It's the mode of delivery that sucks. And the mode of delivery is just for clicks and views. You know, I say that all the time when somebody says, what do you think? I said, it's just a click and view video that that's all they want is just clicks and views. You know, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to understand very much to know that the more people that watch the video, the more money they make. So the more exciting it gets, the more people that are going to watch it, you know, I mean, I'll go as far as to say this, you post a video of a snake grabbing you and almost killing you and tell the actual story. And if you go back to when that actual bite took place, the story that was released was nowhere near what was told in that video. Right. So you completely lied to fishing game about it. And for them not to do anything about it is a travesty. That makes no sense to me. How, how somebody would even have a license past that point. And the other people involved in that video should follow. They, they should be right behind him. So it, it's a joke, you know, it'd be like, it'd be like Kevin McCurley taking out one of his retics and just antagonizing it to bite him in the face, you know, and mm. jumping out of the way constantly and saying, Ooh, see what I'm doing. See what I'm doing. That's not, that, this is not the way to do things. And that's why we all look like the way we look to people that don't keep reptiles. Well, that's Look the frustrating these. part is the these these people in particular that do this kind of thing don't see past themselves. No, they don't. They don't take and into consideration things, everyone else. They, they say things like, that's not my fault. It would have happened sooner or later. It right. had nothing to do with, with me. You know, and it's like, it, maybe it didn't. Maybe Maybe at that moment, it didn't. But I guarantee you that during that whole process of whatever happened, your name was mentioned. Somebody said, oh, I saw so-and-so do that before. Yeah, but this didn't happen. It doesn't matter. I saw him do it. Well, I mean, even right. the, the recent video with the lady with the retic, look at how quick that got around. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just insanity. Like. Yep. I, I mean, I didn't have any yep. of my non-snake friends send it to me, but. I saw how quick it, oh, it I spread, did. and it was like, oh, my God. This is exactly I I what the problem I work with a bunch is. of guys. I work in an office with a bunch of guys that are all afraid of snakes. So, of course, hung up on around my computer is pictures of black mambas and green mambas and, you know, all kinds of cool snakes. So, you know, I mean, you, you hear somebody say, oh, my God, this lady's getting bitten by a snake. Paul, did you see this? And I'm like, no, let yeah. me see. And I'm like, oh, good God. Yeah, great. I'm like, this is exactly what I want my yeah. people that, yeah. I mean, it happens. We, we all know that it happens. You know, I mean, we've all been bitten. You know, it, it's it, it just it's one of those things that happens. If I had a YouTube channel and a snake bites me, I would think I'm going to get more views if I if I set the clickbait up just right and somebody sees a snake, everybody's going to want to watch it. Oh, God, look, I hate that. guy's getting bit by a snake. I want to see it. Nobody wants to see the five or ten minutes of you explaining 
what the animal really is and, and what it's capable of. And you can see how beautiful it is and how it moves. Everybody wants to see it try to rip your face off, and I think that's ridiculous. It's the shock factor, you know? man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean... I mean, that's how Jackass Brian got used, so successful. Exactly. You know? Brian yeah. used to post... Brian used to post those videos, you know, back in the day with him and Chewy, and Chewy's getting bit on the face. And, you know, I mean, he, I understand where people are coming from, that they don't want to see... I get that part, you know? And, and it shouldn't be out there. And Brian admits it. You know, he's he's open about saying, hey, you know, I, I was wrong. You know, I, it's, I shouldn't have done that. You know, but the, the free handling of something that can kill you just doesn't make any sense. So the way that we have, I mean, I think we talked at Carpet Fest. It's like taking a revolver, putting a shell in it, oh, yeah. in it Literally. putting it to your head and pulling the trigger. Yep. At what point is that bullet going to go through your head? You know? gonna happen well again like using the parallel of gun owner gun ownership you know it's like you don't see responsible gun people pointing guns at their face whether they're loaded or not you know like why would anyone in the venomous community do the same well and and that's you know that's a good point why is it that second amendment people whether they hate each other or not there's there's a lot of Second Amendment people out there that despise one another, but they band together and work as a team to stop legislation and stupid things from governing their, their you know, the Second Amendment, their, their right to bear arms. Yet in the reptile community, we can't, we, we can't manage to be friends for five minutes to fight something as simple as what just happened here in Florida, you know? I mean, everybody's got their own. Everybody's got their own agenda. Nobody wants to work together. Nobody wants to bend a little bit to give to somebody else. You know, the the tegu and iguana people were losing their minds because the original law banned tegus and iguanas all together, completely. Well, imagine if these YouTube channels with the huge followings, you know, be it Snake Discovery or you know any of the ones that are you know hundreds of thousands millions whatever yeah like u.s art is five dollars a month yep like think about how many people are in the hobby because i mean i i didn't even realize that that was an option until recently and i've been i I just have it on auto pay now it's like five bucks yeah. a month like i don't care how broke you are like you yeah five dollars is four five dollars a month right and yeah, that's it, it, stuff it like that's a huge huge help even if it's just five bucks, because yeah. if you multiply it, you know that that there's a lot that goes into you know what those guys do, and it's not cheap. Lawyers aren't cheap. Yeah, you know. It's no, of course it's not five bucks. You know, and 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 the one thing that that I will say, and U.S. Arc is is amazing, and the things that they do are unbelievable. But but here's the thing: they're spread so thin. And the country's so large yeah. that if us as keepers in our state can't use these platforms and talk to our senators and talk to Fish and Wildlife and be a part of the solution and not the problem, what ends up happening is USR has to come in to bail us all out. That's, that's how I look at them as they're bailing us out of the trouble that we get ourselves into. Right. Yeah, that's you a good know, way to look and, at it. and if, if 
if it means maybe you don't post that video, um, you know, that, that, that snake gets really close to biting you, maybe that video doesn't go up or maybe it's kept private and you send it to just your friends, you know, and maybe you talk about it and just not show it. Hey, I was moving, you know, there's, there's another video that's up right now of an individual, another YouTuber, um, moving a King Cobra and he almost takes a bite on the hand and it was close, close enough that sitting on the couch, my butthole puckered up. <laughs> so I know his did. And it's you know. like, I, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like if you want to be dumb enough to free handle, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. But yeah. Just keep it off the internet. Like yeah. that's all you, that's all I'm asking because it's like, that is how, like, it, like we've said before, it, it affects all of us. Mm-hmm. So put your ego aside, you know, put your dick back in your pants. And if you want to do it, then do it. Nobody's going to stop you from being an idiot. Like so, if you so want to, whatever, and I'll, keep it off the I'll add to that. Don't expect sympathy from me when you're coding on a table in a hospital somewhere. No, no exactly. No, absolutely not. Like, here's, zero here's remorse Can for you, those people. Can you even, I mean, in, in, in all honesty, answer the question, why? No. Why? They and can't. It's my snake is not an answer. There's no That's justification. Not an answer. It doesn't exist. There's, there's no logic. There's no, there's no logic. There's no justification. The only logic, listen, if, if I ask that question and somebody tells me I'm doing it for clicks and views on YouTube, I have more respect for that person <laughs> than the person that's going to tell me, oh, it's my snake. I could do what I want. Yeah, no. and, you, and you have the whole like, oh, I'm more, I'm just more in touch with my animals when I do this. And, yeah. you know, I granted, I, the only side of it I understand is people will say, you're handling something larger like a king cobra or a really yes. massive gaboon. They're like hooks can break can break vertebrae. Like yes. they, they can and me and Cody out. me and Cody have had that conversation and and we will I'll definitely touch on some of that, you know, here in a minute when we get to that point. But Jacob, that's a hundred percent right. There's a right and a wrong time. Right. And that's the and that is the only scenario where I'm like, okay. Like I, I guess I, I can understand that, but there, yeah, they, like yeah, so there's, there's a right and a wrong way to do things and there's a time and a place and on yeah, camera so, is not the place. No. And, and that's, you, you said it, a big gaboon viper, uh, a big rattlesnake, you know, something that, big pun. you know, you're just not, yeah, big pun. You're going to have a real hard time. I don't think I would ever grab big pun. He's, he's, he scares me. Um, as big as he is I I, he's yeah no I'm good with just letting him do his thing he can just go the direction he wants Um, but a a big king cobra you know 14 or 12 or 14 foot king you know I I guess again I guess I could see it Um, but why why does it need to be posted why do you have to put the video up And, and here's the thing the video is not live. So if something bad happens or if it gets a little dicey and may, maybe it's a little, a little worse than you thought, you know, maybe things get a little tense. Maybe it ends up on the floor and it kind of chases, not chases you around, but puts you in a position where you're kind of moving around. Maybe that's not a video to post. Right. If it goes off without a hitch, you put a hook on it, you tail it, you move it. Everything is good. 
you know, you can easily say, Hey, you know what? That's the easiest time that snakes ever moved for me. Generally it flies all over the place and I would never film it because it's too dangerous. You know? Right. And that's the, I think that's the other aspect of it. Yeah. I, yeah, I really didn't even think about it in this way is like having a camera around is also something geared that's taking focus from the deadly animal that's in front of you. Like yes. you're, you're not completely focused on that because you're talking about it. You're looking at the camera, you're doing all this other stuff and your eyes are leaving this, this animal that could easily kill you if it decided to at any point, especially if you don't have any type of equipment distancing yourself from it. You know, it's like, it's, yeah. there's so many factors in that scenario. Well, one of the <clears> things <throat> that Brent from Venom Life Gear brought up too, and it actually, it's now sort of my biggest thing with all that YouTube free handling stuff is like you, there's, there's kids watching somewhere and there's a kid somewhere who's going to think that's cool. You know, maybe they're out and about somewhere, you know, whatever they're in the woods, you know, they see a rattlesnake, they see a copperhead, whatever. And they pick it up and they're like, well, you know, they get bit. And when they ask what happened, they're like, well, I saw so-and-so on YouTube doing it. So, you know, I just, I wanted to do it. It's like, how bad would you feel yeah. if you found out that a kid died because they wanted to do what, you, what you were doing? Like, I, I mean, would pr- not, I would feel horrible. And if I were the parent of that child, I'd be coming for you. And yeah, it, those, yeah. but, but those guys wouldn't, they would, it wouldn't even phase them. Yeah, nobody, even, nobody would own up to that. No. No, they would say, oh, it's not my fault. I try to educate. I say it at the beginning of my video. Don't, don't do, do anything that I'm about to do, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, prime example, do you all remember a while back when um, some uh, there was a group of kids and one of the kids picked up a coral snake? Yes, I just saw that video not play, too long He ago. was playing with it for a minute and it just latched onto his finger. Yep. And, you know, they're, they're, they said the rhyme, you know, wrong. Yeah, that's a little a different. Snake, yeah. All that. You know, but it's also like I can almost guarantee you that kid has seen somebody just picking up a snake, you know, randomly, you know, and not educating on the side of, hey, don't pick up any snake if you don't know what it is type of thing. And I don't know. It's Yeah, it's 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 scary. Like, so we went out road cruising uh, about a month ago now. And uh, dude, the weather was so bad. It rained so hard. Um, Jesus. But it was so much fun. We, we had a blast. It was more fun being in the car than running around. But we found a bunch of, obviously, the cottonmouths. You know, we found a water snake, um, some ribbon snakes, a garter snake, you know, j- just your basic stuff. But we filmed some some water moccasins that, like, they, I put a camera right in their face. They tongue flicked the camera and just kind of turned around nonchalantly went away. We didn't mess with All anything. Right. You know, we didn't hook anything. We didn't, you know, we didn't touch it. We moved a couple snakes off the road, but over that, like there was no, you know, I'm going to rip your face off. There's no hissing, no huffing, no puffing, you know, no nothing. And in my honest opinion, that's what I would want to see. That's and, what, you, and that's I, what needs to be highlighted. Yeah. Like those are the type of things that need to become viral. Like, Hey, look at this cotton mouth, not doing anything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Look at I think at one point we were following it across the road, me and Cody and, and Derek, and we were laughing and joking and saying, Oh my god, look at this snake is chasing me right now. It's gonna bite me. Look at it chase me down as it's going away from us, you know? Yeah. And it's like those are you, you can 
you can have a cool YouTube channel and have it be funny and be professionally educational at the same time. I will say this. There's a couple of these YouTube guys that I think take away the free handling part. I think they could be, I think they can be very educational. And, and that's and what be, I was getting at before, you know, it's like that, that core, the core value, like what you want to achieve is good. But like, if you take away certain things, you can be great. But yeah, you keep doing stupid stuff. Yep. Well, exactly. You do, you do things that, that just irk the rest of the professional realm of reptiles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but you know, I, I agree you know, a hundred percent with Cody. I want somebody from, you know, the alligator farm or from, you know, a zoo to shake my hand and say, Hey, you know, congratulations. I saw a video that you were in. That was great. You know, not go, Oh my God, there's that guy that free handles. What a piece. That's of the guy that's going to yeah. use up all our anti-venom in the fridge right now. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the other thing too. There, there's no, these people don't even, First of all, you're free handling. That's bad. You are living in a state that you don't even know your law, the laws that govern the industry you are a part of. You have no idea what you're talking about, right? So that's strike two. Strike three, you're free handling. There's a huge shortage of antivenom right now. It's been posted by people in the professional realm saying, hey, please. Don't take any unnecessary risks right now. You don't understand. If you take a bite, that antivenom that could be used for somebody in a zoo setting that was performing their job and took a bite, you could be taking antivenom away from them. And these guys just don't care. Nope. And they will care if one of these zoos say, hey, we just can't afford to let it go because we can't get it. And that person dies because of it. Yeah. Welcome. You know, I, I, I just don't, I just don't understand it. I, and I don't I'm sorry. Get... I'm sorry, but that's the world like that, I'm yeah. so, that. That's how it should be, man. Like, no, I am not good. I'm not going to pay for your mistake. Like yeah. if that, that's, ah, that's how it should work. You know, maybe I'm an asshole for that, but I don't care. You know, give you a box of Benadryl. People shouldn't have to give up their supply for their animals for somebody else's mistake. Like that's that's complete crap. Yep. Well, and, and and listen, here, here's the thing, Jacob, you, you were bitten. You know, it was an accident. You weren't free handling a rattlesnake. No. That's different. You're posting videos on YouTube, free handling animals that you have no business free handling, and you are going to take anti-venom from somebody who, again, could have sat down on a park bench and put their hand down or sat down and taken a bite on the foot, and they really need that. A legitimate bite. And, yeah, right. a legitimate bite. And and you've, you've now hurt that person's – you've hurt that facility's chances of, you know, keeping their staff safe, right. you know. Um, you know, I wrote an article for the, for the third issue, you know, my journey to a thousand hours and mm -hmm. it's, it, it's been unreal. You know, I mean, we've, I can tell you, um, I was working, I think it was the second or third time I worked the Western green babies. Um, I opened the box, the snake did its normal. It fired out fast, was on the hook, went back on top of the rack and behind it. Okay, no big deal. You know, it's we. I've been through this. 
you know, a million times, you know, snakes hit the floor, they go behind things. It's no big deal. We just take our time. We're really careful. I kind of peeked back behind the racks. I'm like, okay, he's coming this way. Cody was in front of the, um, I forget what size box, the 66 court, the clear boxes, the Cambro boxes, the, mm-hmm. uh, where the Trigonocephalus are. Yeah. yeah. He was in front of those and I could see the tail of that Mamba and it was under there. And I was like, okay, Cody, just do me a favor. Don't let it come back. When I, when I goose it, don't let it come back at me, get it out of there. He's like, yeah, I got it. So my foot was up against their door and I touched that thing's tail well, guess what? Its head wasn't going towards Cody. Its head was right by its tail underneath the rack, and I didn't know that. That snake ended up on my foot. Oh, my God. And it, and it, it just went right across my feet, and I jumped up in the air and jumped back, and, and it was scary. And, you know, Cody, we, we got it and got it reboxed. And, Co- you know, of course, the first question was, did it bite you? And I'm like, no, it definitely didn't. You know, it was just right there at my feet. Oh, and Jesus. you don't, those moments are the moments that you learn, you know, okay, I just did something that, that I don't ever want to deal with that again. You know, that was scary. And you learn from that. That doesn't mean that, okay, I know that animal now I can be one with it. I'm just going to reach in and pick it up. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had great experiences um, with all the Taipans, not had an, and not an issue not an issue it's crazy to think that that two-foot snake was just off the chain you know even even the the forest cobra you know that that cody always told me hey that snake's (laughs) crazy be real careful that snake's always very calm for me you know and and it i always expect the worst you know cody's taught if there's one thing cody's taught me is expect the worst and once you put the lid on the can you did a good job. It's yeah. done. Well, it's like defensive you know? driving. You like if you're yeah. if you're driving in a two lane, someone's in the median. You if you're if you're a smart driver, you kind of expect them to pull out in front of you, so you're kind of ready yep. for it. Like you you think a couple steps ahead, you know when you can. Exactly. And just be prepared. I mean, you guys, it, J- Justin, you've seen us. You've seen us work stuff there. I mean, you know how we how we've done everything, and you know I like I said I can't. I'll say it a million times and I'll say it to anybody that'll listen. I've learned so much from Cody that it's, it's insane. I mean, there's the, the amount of knowledge and, and what he's done and what he's experienced is, is crazy. And I know he gets on the podcast and he yeah, talks we, and we talks need to get him talks. on here again for another four hour episode. Oh God. Yeah. I totally want to do it. it. It's and, just finding the time to do it. Yeah. So, so we need to, that we talked about, um, doing a live stream and I, we're still trying to figure out the logistics, but with Cody and Pia and all of us at the RPI, we're going to try to do a 24 hour straight live stream Jesus. and do something to benefit the RPI and, and growing, you know, the facility like a telephone. So, yeah, exactly. But it's, we're, we're going to do, we're going to do crazy. Like we're still, like I said, the logistics is tough because most places, most of your live streams are like li- very limited, you know, unless you have like Twitch is one of the ones that, but you have to have a huge following to be able to do that and have unlimited time. Right. You know, so it's finding the right <clears throat> platform that it's going to work for us. But 
you know, those are things that, that we've all talked about is doing fun stuff like that. But that the amount of knowledge that, that Cody brings is amazing. So if anybody ever sits down to, you know, have a conversation with them, expect calculated answers, ask calculated questions, get them riled up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's easy to get them riled up. It is very but, easy. But if, I you, love it. but if you want to know something, he's going to, oh, he's yeah. either going to tell you, I don't know the answer or you know what? You're going to know everything about it by the time he's done. Yeah. You know, and that's why I love him. Plus, plus six more things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That one thing turns into 10. Yeah. You know? And then you and forget the one thing so that bad. you initially asked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What, what, what are my, you literally my have to things. record conversations with him to remember it all. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things that Cody does is anytime I've seen him post any type of animals for sale, it's at the very end of his ad. He goes, know your venomous laws because I do. And I'm like, yeah. I guarantee you he does. Like anywhere in the oh, country, yeah. I guarantee you he knows exactly what you can and can't keep and what you need to keep this stuff. And, you yep. know, it's. And, and, and I'll tell you, it's. It's funny. It, people message Cody obviously all the time to ask. Oh yeah. You know, how do how do I get my hours? You know, can I come out and volunteer? Can I do this? Can I do that? And and one thing that I would tell anybody that's that's going to no matter what state they're in, no matter where they are, if you've never had venomous before, get a mentor and find somebody that's honest and that's going to be honest with you, and be prepared to put the time in. You know, my assumption, you know, from, from the first carpet fest when I talked to Pia and she said, Hey, you know, yeah, in a month or so, we're going to be looking for somebody, you know, to help out. My assumption was, okay, these guys have rats. Chances are the first couple times I go, they're probably going to put me to work. You're not to even going to see, gonna if see I'm a snake. serious about being here. Yeah. Just to see how serious I am about, about coming. And you know, that's, that's exactly what they guest? should do. Cause Phil's talked about yeah. in the, on snakes and stogies, yeah. he's talked about how, He's had people that he was mentoring that would complain that he was too strict and then mm -hmm. stop showing up and just go to somebody else who who isn't so um... and, and that's the that that's the thing. Cody's very strict. Oh um, yeah. So, As he should so be. And yeah. and that's and that's the best to me, that's the best part. You you know, my first my first day there with Cody. He told Pia, why don't you go out to the rat barn and start working on rats? Me and Paul are going to clean black mambas. <laughs> that was my first day there. Now, granted, I handled no snakes, obviously. I cleaned water dishes and picked up poop, which is primarily the job. Right. But at the end of the day, I thought, wow, this guy is he – is, he's, he's willing to risk what he has here to teach me. So at least – I'm going to put my honest time in. So when I say, to, if, if I could tell anybody, be committed, make sure your family stands behind you, and understand that you need to be there. You can't go. Can't have asset. Saturday, you need a whole this, asset. Yeah, yeah. You can't go for one week, one Saturday a month, and expect to get anything out of it. You just can't. I literally, up until the time we, up until COVID. Because really, we stopped really working stuff back the beginning of March, like right after Carpet Fest. Mm -hmm. um, 
I was there every single Saturday or every single Sunday, sometimes both Saturday and Sunday for special events like the Daytona picnic, uh, for, you know, for carpet fest, you're talking three, four, five days at a time driving there right after work. You know, even though it was an hour from my house, we would leave work at two, take an hour and a half to drive home. And then I would drive right there to put more time in, not because I wanted the hours, but because they needed the, they needed us at the facility to get things done. It's not about you. It's about, it's about the time you're putting in to move the needle forward at that facility. The hours are the benefit that you get from doing it. Yeah. You know, so be, be committed to the team that you're working with and understand that shoveling shit isn't fun, but it leads to something. It leads to being able to work with a seven foot Asper, you know, that's just insane or a 10 foot mom, black Mamba. You know, I mean, you see, you see people on YouTube and you see all the crap that they have and you think, man, how, you know, how do these guys have all this stuff? They're free handling, they're doing stupid shit. They're taking dumb risks. We're trying to do it right. And, or, or and not just us, other people as well. And it's like, it's almost like a slap in the face. You I know, can see where that would be frustrating. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's a slap in the face to people who are, are legitimately doing this for the right reasons. And then you have other people that are just like, Oh, look at what I got. I've got a baby spitting Cobra that I'm going to free handle and it's a baby. And Oh, it almost just bit me in the chest. Yeah. You know? that, and like, I think that's kind of what I hate about South Carolina. It's like, you have guys there that are, you know, people like yourself who are honest and put in the thousand hours to own this stuff. Whereas here in South Carolina, if you're 18 years old, you can walk up into a Columbia show and buy whatever you want just because you want it. You know, yeah. it's like that. You shouldn't have those animals. Depending like, on I, the vendor. A, a, yeah, a venomous snake is not something you should be able to just. It's, you shouldn't be able to just have one because you want it. Like yeah. you should be able to have one because you have the true desire to work with these animals and a, and a true passion and love for them. Not just because you want a wow factor animal to impress your friend. I do you wonder know? how many people end up not pursuing it because, you know, they assume I'm going to walk in and it's going to be, I'm going to be sexy. I got to do the sexy stuff. You know, do deal with the mambas, and then only to realize it, that the well, first but, like but two months thing. is just cleaning cages and not actually right. doing anything. But but here's the thing, Justin is is it is it that, or is it after four months when I added up my hours and went whoa? <laughs> In I four only months, have I've this got, much. Yeah, I've got fifty yeah, hours well, that too. But yeah. I mean, I'm talking like even before you get to that point. You know, yeah. people come in thinking it, it, it's going to be like listen, here's the, first first thing we're going to do is we're going to handle mambas, you know, and it's really not. And I I no, I posted a video on my YouTube channel a while ago when I was keeping you know the Aatrox and some other stuff, and I I literally had a GoPro strapped to my head just to show people how unexciting and unsexy like working venomous is. I've like, got all okay, kinds of listen. I've got all kinds of GoPro footage from from. Yeah. It's lame. It's like ten seconds of the snake actually being out of the cage, yeah. and then it's in the bucket for a minute, and then it's ten seconds yep. of 
being out of the bucket and going back into the cage, and that's it. And and I like, think that whole I, I point think... of posting that was just to show that it's not what you're seeing on some of these other channels where it's like, oh, it's hooding up, it's striking at me, you know, it's whatever. And I mean, yeah. that was with my Aatrox that I did that video. And it was mm-hmm. just, it was very no drama. It was like right in the bucket, right back in the cage. And I was like, that's it, folks. Like, sorry. But like, I think that's partially why people have started free handling so much as it is. Because they have to add that shock factor to keeping venomous snakes because they started doing it and they're like, oh, wow, this isn't as cool as I thought it would be. Let's make it cool, you know, and go get a fucking Amazon tree boa. (laughs) Play with that. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I mean, this way, when it bites you, you can just yell out real loud and bleed a little bit and you're all good. And that's just as funny, if not funnier than, you know, I always tell people at work when they're like, dude, you're crazy. What I mean, what's it like? Are you? You know, do you have them out and you're doing it? It's like, no, it's cage to can, can to cage. I think that's they it. expect yeah, it to be yeah. like Steve Irwin. I take, I take hooks. Chaos. Yeah, and no. Drama. And, that, and... and listen, I'm going to say this, and I know it's probably not going to be very popular. I I look back at that time, and I love Steve Irwin. You know, I, I mean, that's arguably, I think, all of our idols. I, I would I would venture a guess. But I would say that he even took liberties that oh yeah. I just don't think we're worth it. And and. You know what? I, that's how I feel. That's why when somebody says, what gives you the right to say something, you would never say, yes, I absolutely, at this juncture, back then when I was in my 20s, I looked at it different. I looked at it like, oh, wow, look at what this guy's doing. You know, that's that's amazing. But now it's like, eh, maybe it wasn't that amazing. Well, maybe, how many people got it was... How many people got bit after seeing him do that kind of stuff? Just like I was talking about yeah. when kids are watching. You know, how many how many news stories did you read of some redneck somewhere being like, "Oh, so I saw Steve Irwin do well, it, so not, I grabbed this cottonmouth by listen, the tail." And listen, it's not even about just a venomous snake. How many people would go out and just grab a snake and it would grab you in the face? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, oops, you know. And and again, I, 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 w- I always say the same thing. Just we need to police Be ourselves. Normal. And and just follow simple protocols and rules and understand that at some point it's it's all gonna fall on us. It's it's all gonna fall at some point because of the stupid people. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it that way, but you know, and, and I always say stupid people win stupid prizes. And I believe it was Cody that corrected me and said, No, stupid people get the prize they deserve. Yeah, hey, that's I, it. I like that. You know, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but if, if you think about it, like Jacob, you said, people in in Carolina, it was the same thing for us in New York back when the laws were, hey, you have to have a permit, but it was just a piece of paper you filled out. You could go to Hamburg or Pittsburgh or one of these shows and pick up a venomous snake and bring it home. When Aiden was, I don't know, three or four years old he pulled open a drawer with a ball python and got bit on the hand. What if I had a cobra in there, you know, thinking nothing's going to happen, you know, that's when I wrote that article, that's the one thing I put in there and made sure that everybody knew I didn't, I didn't come to this point to say, Hey, I want venomous snakes. I'm 44 years old. I've been dealing with reptiles since my twenties. I've never had venomous stuff because I've had little kids. They're the right. priority, you know. My kids are heavily involved in reptiles. Everybody has something, you know. 
So the last thing I would want to do is have a four or five year old pull something open. And granted, I know you could turn around and say, well, Hey, you're the idiot that didn't have it locked. But if I'm in that room working stuff and he just slips through the cracks and, and I miss him and he, open, it only takes a half a second. Yeah. That's why I got rid of and, mine, dude. I, Cause that, I just yes. decided like nothing bad can happen if they're just not there. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I said, you know, now that they know the difference between a Gaboon Viper and a Ball Python, I can trust in the fact that I can have these animals and know that I trust the boys and, and my daughter to not ever touch anything just to look. Right. And that's, again, that's also where I support Florida's laws on, Venice, on Venomous because there you have to have locks in the cages. Yes. Like that has to be a thing. Here, it's not. You know, yeah. so your Joe Schmo ball python retic keeper goes and buys a couple cotton mouse and a rattlesnake and a, a monocle cobra and just keeps them in a tub like they do everything else. No nothing yeah. or anything. And they have kids in the house. There's plenty. I guarantee there's plenty of people that keep stuff exactly like that. There was a dude who put copperheads up on Craigslist and he had them in like one of those racks for clothes. <laughs> was you know that the I thing mean? I sent you? Yeah, you it was literally those sure. those like sterilite bins that you use for yeah. organizing a closet. Yeah, it's oh like an actual Lord. like drawer that's built in like this plastic thing. You have like some pine straw oh and sand in it. It was like, hey. like copperheads, forty dollars each. You know? <laughs> wow! And it's like I've ever said that serious? to Jake. I was like, dude, check this shit out. <laughs> dude, yeah, I'm like, it is so bad, and like that is the type of hillbilly crap that yep. people do here hashtag because only on craigslist yeah because there aren't those type of types of limits to them you yeah know, it uh, blows my mind there's gotta be there's a cause and effect for everything right so right. if i go out tomorrow and illegally keep a venomous snake and i get bitten by it chances are I'm never going to be able to have those animals again in the state of Florida because I did it illegally. Right. Right. So the effect, the causes I got bit, the effect is that I can't have those animals, but at what point do they say, Hey, if this guy did it, maybe 25 other people are going to do it. And if 25 other people are doing it, maybe a thousand are going to do it. We're just going to ban all this stuff altogether. Right. You know, that works and, and so well again, for drugs. Yeah, well, and that's it. You push everybody underground at that point, you know, and, and I say the same thing with, with big snakes. You know, I mean, we have some ball pythons, and I put these snakes in, in cages with sliding glass, and one of them one of them ball pythons actually pushed the door open. And I was shocked. Like, that's the smartest ball python in the world. Yeah. It opened the door, you know. So it's like if, if that can do that, a retic can do that. A cobra surely can do that. You know, I mean, in, in all these 18 months, I think it's funny. You know, we all know annulifera. They're, they're big and goofy, um, beautiful snakes. I absolutely love the annulifera that Cody has. Um, they're, they're probably some of my favorite snakes. But I have never tailed or touched any of those snakes until this year. Until just after Carpet Fest. I've never, I've, I've double hooked with gloves on everything. I have not tailed anything. Well, you know what's funny about that is you can see how it's done 
if you go to the yeah. Reptile Preservation Institute's Patreon. Yes, They're posting can. exclusive videos. When I saw they were doing videos, I signed up for that stuff immediately. Shout out to Gio yep. and Derek for posting about it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. So, and I was actually going to mention that, but if you go to the Reptile Preservation Institute's Patreon, um, the subscriptions are, I think they're three, five, ten dollars and fifteen dollar, fifteen or twenty-five dollars yeah. a month. Even at the three dollar a month, two cups of coffee, um, the videos that are going to start going up are going to be amazing. Uh, you're going to have a lot of the DIY stuff. I know you guys got a chance to see the pricey eye enclosures. Yeah. Um, we did those all out of foam, hot wire foam factory, you know, shout out to them because the tools that they provide are amazing. So I spent 10 hours carving styrofoam and then Cody spent four weeks coating it and painting it to make it look perfect. And we all know how OCD Cody is. So there's <laughs> something that could have been layers. done probably in two days with anybody else. Cody's just like four There's weeks. layers of paint on there. And he oh, would yeah. call me and say, hey, I painted lichens on there, but I don't know if I like it. I'm sending you a picture. And he would send me a picture, and I'd be like, no, dude, I like that. And 10 minutes later, he'd say, okay, I changed it. Look. Yeah, I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's what makes Cody Cody, and that's why I love him, because he strives for, for, for perfection. So yeah. those enclosures turned out so good that – for people that there's, we have all those steps on video. So people that go over to the Patreon and subscribe, they're going to get access to see exactly what we used, how we did it. You know, it, believe it or not, it's more fun than you would imagine. When you think about it, it's like, oh God, I don't want to do that. But once you get going, the things that you come up with, you know, are perfect. And, and it's, it's, it's an amazing journey. You know, it's, it's, it's always nice to get to the end, but the journey is the best part. Sure. Man. So, you know, I mean, I, I, again, I couldn't, I can't say enough, you know, getting to meet you guys, you know, the first year, I think we all kind of kept to ourselves yeah. and it was like, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's the way that it was. I think a lot of people did. And, you know, the second carpet fest down here was amazing. And, you know, all the people and, and the fun that we had and, you know, um, aside from the fiasco on Sunday morning, um, which we shall never talk about after this, uh, but it was epic. So <laughs> just just an amazing weekend, you know. And again, my family is completely involved. So for those that are out there doing it, get your family involved first. Don't dip out every single weekend to you know get your hours in and be selfish about it. You know, plenty of times, you know, I know my wife probably would have preferred me to stay home and she knew how important it was to me. So they never said anything, you know, and I tried to involve them in as much as I could. So, you know, I mean, that's why carpet fest was so fun, you know, rent campers and spend four days there. You know, I mean, hopefully yeah. knock, knock on wood, hopefully there's a Daytona. So. Yeah. Shifting gears. Our, yeah. Would you agree that working with, large constrictors should be taken almost as seriously as the venomous stuff. Yes. Um, and I'll tell you this. I Sometimes I have downtime at work and I kind of just jot things down. And I actually started writing stuff down with the big constrictors and I thought, you know, 
there should be some sort of hour requirement, um, just like they do with the venomous. Maybe not a thousand hours, and not per species, but we saw what happened to that poor woman, um, who obviously did not know what that snake was, the body language that that snake was putting out. And before I even seen it grab her, the first thing out of my mouth was, "That snake's hungry. Yeah. Somebody's getting bitten." As soon as and you see wow, that face shoot her. up to the screen, that's when it's like, "Okay." Like as and, soon as and, she get out, got over there, man. It, oh my god. And and a friend of mine who, you know, he does not like snakes at all. He calls every snake um, African death vipers. Nice. So like every that. snake, doesn't matter. He just doesn't. He's He's been to Iraq and Afghanistan and, you know, in the military, and he's like, nope, nope, keep me, keep me away from me. Don't want nothing to do with him. But <laughs> he was like, how did you know that? And I'm like, well, you can see these animals are not – they're easy to read if, if you know what you're Very easy to read. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know? but that was one of those things I felt like you didn't need to know snakes – to know that thing was a, yeah that thing wanted something. Well, that's why I, like, I do wonder if it was done on purpose. That yeah, that was kind of my thought. Like, like that was too obvious. Because that, and then her Listen, saying, I, "Don't I, turn off the camera." You know, it was like, "Is this well? Is this really an accident?" Here's the thing: if if you're gutsy enough to to put your arm inside there like that and take a bite to get it recorded to get views on YouTube. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you at that point because that bite was bad. Yeah, you know, I mean and that that was not a. Did you did you see Tom Crutchfield's comment on it? Um, no, because I don't follow Tom in anything anymore. I um, I don't either, but it was I do pretty feel on like point. He put it. Yeah, I felt at the end of, it was a whole long thing, but at the end of it, he said you should you should be lucky that you had somebody else there. If you were by yourself, you would have been dead. And I, heard, I, I, I agreed with that. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Listen, here's the thing. When you have a, a, a 10, 12, 15, 18 foot snake, it's not a toy. It's not something to be played with. Right. Um, I was chomped on by our big um, golden child. She's 17 to 18 feet. And it was three or four days after she laid. So she had eaten a jumbo rat each day. I didn't really want to, I, I really didn't want to pound her with a rabbit. So I was kind of giving her a rat. Mm -hmm. And I had noticed that she did a little pushing. So I wanted to see her mouth. So I kind of halfway pulled her out of the cage and she was fine. And uh, I went to like just grab lightly behind her neck so I could get a look at her mouth. And she yanked out of my hand real fast. And in my mind, I said, shut the door and lock it because she's not in the mood. So shut the door and lock it, go grab another rat, give her something to eat. She'll be fine tomorrow. I'll check her tomorrow. And she went to the other side of the cage, head towards the other side of the cage. And I retched in and kind of patted her on the back lightly with my left hand. And she didn't move. She didn't twitch nothing. I thought, Oh, she's fine. And as soon as I reached in with my right hand to grab her, to pull her out, she spun around so fast and was on my arm. It was lightning. Yeah. And I remember uh, Anna was standing right there. I told her, get Aiden. I very, very calmly knelt down on the floor, put her head down to the floor as low as I could get it. I told Aiden, we didn't have mouthwash or anything. I told him, just go get a glass of cold water. I don't think it's going to work. But at this point, I've got her pretty well controlled. She can't get any more coils around. She's not really moving. She's just kind of holding on. 
And as she was squeezing with her mouth, I could feel the pul- my pulse. And before Aiden even dumped any water on her, she released me. And right. then she was fine. You know, so it happens in a split second. There's no, you have no, no way to react to it. Like people say, oh, I, I would get out of the way. I, I could get, I could move. No, you can't. I don't yeah. care who you are. Um, those animals are way faster than they look. And you learn a lesson when something like that happens. Um, but we all preach the same thing. You know, at no point in time did I ever take a lock off when I was home by myself. You know, yeah. never. One of the boys were always there with me. You know, if something if something happened, they knew what to do. You know, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of training behind it, a lot of conversations about, you know, hey, if it gets a hold of my face or something to that effect, everybody's got to stay calm. You know, we can't freak out. That's the first thing. Everybody's got to stay calm. If we stay calm, everything will be fine. Face hugs. We'll deal with whatever comes. Yeah. Well, I mean, even it doesn't even yeah. necessarily have to be a retick or a berm or anything like that. I, no, mean, I remember, anything. I wish I had recorded, I was talking to Harlan one day and he was, we were talking about this kind of thing and he was telling me about, he was doing, um, maybe it was like a kid's birthday party or something. He had a scrub with him for yeah. some reason. It wasn't even a big Yeah, one. it was a scrub. And, uh, you know, he was showing it and all that stuff and then it, it wrapped around his neck and he was fine for, you know, a few seconds and then he started noticing he was like, everything was kind of fading in and out. And <laughs> oh, that's not good. Yeah, and like he almost—I don't—I don't—I don't think he passed out, but he was very close to it because someone asked him, "They're like, you need help?" And he was like, "I think he, you know, he just told him, yeah, or he got it off himself or something." But you know, scrubs aren't, I think aren't particularly black, I think, beefy. I'm pretty sure he blacked out for a minute. Like it wasn't like a knock, not completely out. But I'm pretty sure he he went down for a second. But I mean, hell, even my male brettles, but, dude. Like I feel like. If you're, yeah, and it's, it's it's one of those things where it's like it doesn't have to be a big snake, but if you know you get put in a chokehold by anything, you really don't have a whole lot yeah. of time, especially if they're they're cutting off the blood supply. Like you're going to sleep. Yeah, it's... yeah, that's. I mean, again, back to inexperienced handlers and people watching somebody on YouTube and thinking that you know I can do that. You I know, can be you Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, yeah. you don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Uh, you don't think that at any point in time that animal's going to do serious damage, but it, it definitely can. And, you know, again, you, like, like you said, uh, one of the things that, one of the things that Cody told me was, you know, you may not have experience with venomous snakes, but large constrictors are just as dangerous. Yeah. You know, that's always been my, my um, opinion. Like it doesn't yeah. take that much to nick an artery from one of those and things. Like permanent yeah. nerve like damage, is, permanent tendon yeah. damage. I mean, the list. Absolutely. I've seen some really, really, really gnarly pictures of, and, of large retic bites, and they are really and it's yeah. like intense. That, let's face it, at a, a snake that size, retic, berm, you know, anything over 10 foot, that animal's so big, it's going to do whatever the hell it wants. And yeah. you're you're not really going to be able to stop it. You can control it to an extent, like if it grabs onto you, you can. If you know what you're doing, you can likely keep it from getting around somewhere like your neck, you know, somewhere vital like yeah, that. You just but, have to do the dance, right? Know, but I mean, if if a 17 foot, if you're handling a 17 foot retake, and if it wants to bite you, it will. Oh yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. But listen, we we had uh, we got a. Sun Tiger from uh, Dr. Larry's Reptiles. Um, shout out to him because he's awesome. Um, and when we unboxed that snake, 
it was awesome. I was like, oh my god, this is the friendliest snake in the world. It didn't take very long for it to decide, I don't want to be friendly. Yep. So anytime I took that snake out, I had to run around in circles with it because it was trying at all costs to maybe not every time take a bite out of you, but to show you, hey, I've got a lot of teeth, check I it out. Like and that you. snake, yeah, it would gape and, and you know what? It just, it's just the way it was. And it wasn't like that all the time. It, it had moments of, oh, okay, I'm going to be cool today. Uh, yep. We took him outside in the front yard, and that snake was, once we got it out and stretched out and let it crawl around, I mean, it was great. You know, it was crawling all over the place and enjoying life. But, again, it's it's one of those things that they can decide to do whatever they want. I'm not going to wrap a king cobra around my neck and have it in my hand and kiss it on the back of the head. Why not? Because if it decides, eh, I'm going to bite your face. It's going to bite you. You have yeah. no way to get away from it. Don't be you a know, bitch, McIntyre. You McIntyre's. are going to die. Yeah, I know, right? And that, and that's, that's honestly what kind of freaks me out about, like, you know, watching people handle massive king cobras. It's like, for those, it's like hook, free handle. Like, it, it don't matter. Like, if that thing wants to do something, it will. You know, yeah. that size, you know, and the, just the pure capability that those things have, you know, obviously, like, you have a better chance as long as you're not if you're not grabbing it that's a snake with your hands that, but if if there's if there's an animal that that i could honestly say would scare me that would be it oh yeah that would be 100 percent. just watching the videos of how they move and and their eyes and what they do they're very calculated uh those in, in green mambas the westerns they, they're just very calculated. Mentally in ill, I think, is the better word. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah, the they're, greens. They're not, they're not just flailing around looking to bite whatever gets in their way. They're, they're moving to get to a point where they're going to land whatever they're doing. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to make contact. Just so, like Toke yeah. geckos. You know, I mean, I hate it, there's, those things. there's just so much they creep me to, to what we do in this industry that, Again, we we all need to be on the same page, and you know I, I can't I can't say that enough. You know I mean there's people out there that in my professional life that I don't like that I have to work with, but I work with them because that's just life. You know we don't all have to like one another, but we're all going to be a part of this industry no matter what. You know you're you're not going to leave because somebody says I don't like you. You're going to be a part of it, mm -hmm. but if we can't all come to a common ground to say, Hey, you know, it's super important for us to be able to talk to senators and fish and wildlife and get ahead of these, these rules that are being placed, you know, how much better could it be? Nobody's saying that we have to go out on a date, right? You know, right. nobody's saying that we have to, you know, hang out and have beers every day. We need to show up together as a unified front and walk away. Right. You know, that's it. You know, that that's uh, all it is. Yeah, and I mean it's really not that difficult. Like there's I mean there's people I'm not the biggest fan of in the hobby, but you know, simple circumvention of that is like I just don't really talk to them. You know, I don't Exactly. It's it's not that hard. You know, I mean if someone mess if it's someone that I don't particularly care for, they message me. I mean, granted there's there's a list of people that if they do message me, I'm I'm going to tell yeah. you how I really feel. Um but I mean, for the most part, like, I'd be like you know, I'll have a conversation with you. I'm not going to tell you to like fuck off or anything like that. But I'm also not going to go out of my way to to chat it up. 
Yeah, exactly. You're not going to pick up the phone and call somebody. I, I'm not, uh, again, I'm the easiest going person in the world. I can get along with just about anybody, you know, until you do something stupid. You right. know, and then it's like, ah, I don't have time for that. You know, yeah. I, I just, I just don't, you know, I, and I don't, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a part of anything like that. You know, I, I want to know that when I go someplace, people look at me and say, Hey, you know, that, that guy is, you know, somebody that we may not like, but we, we don't, you know, we, we don't have anything wrong with him personally because he just, he is who he is, you know, be realistic, be, be real, be realistic, understand that, you know, at, at the end of the day, this industry is going to change if we don't all try to work together, I guess is the best way, you know, and I know it's, it's a, it's a very, very long shot, you know, in the dark, but you know, it would be nice to, to know that we could win some little battles without, uh, you know, losing our minds, you know, or our animals, you know, I mean, how would you feel if you spent five years raising up, you know, you're here in Florida five years ago, you got your CSP license. Everything has been good for five years. You've raised up, you know, 10 retics. You've spent thousands of dollars on, and now you have to get rid of them. Yeah. That sucks. You know, so, I mean, and same thing with people that are, how many people out there now are working on their hours and they see these influencers on YouTube get on and say, oh my God, you can't have your animals. And now they're freaking out Mm -hmm. and they don't know what to do because, well, these guys are influencers. They have millions of followers. They should know this stuff. I'm going to believe them and they're wrong. They're not right. And it's like, yeah, guys, take two minutes and pick up the phone and call. All you have to do is dial the phone. You know, I mean, I called Fish and Wildlife. I had somebody on the phone. It took me two minutes to get them on the phone. I was working out and I was on the treadmill when I called. And the the guy, I said, I said, hey, I said, I just, I just have a question about the CSP and the venomous laws. And he was like, no changes to the venomous laws. I've had dozens of these phone calls. I'm like, okay. People need to stop calling me. No, none at all. (laughs) And I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. That's all I needed to know. Two minutes on the phone, done. Yeah. You know, why is it that somebody's going to post a video that in two days is going to have 100,000 views? So 100,000 people are going to hear that the venomous snake laws have changed when it's not true. Yeah, they're going the opposite direction. Yeah, it's like, you know, and Against the green. it's the CSP stuff. Yeah, it's it just it doesn't make any sense. So, you know, if I was to give advice to anybody and anybody were to take the advice from, you know, the 44-year-old guy, that works in the pharmaceutical industry know what you're talking about that's it you know, that's a lot to I'm ask a, paul I, yeah i know i know like i said before i'm i say it all the time i'm nobody and i'm just this you're, guy that you're making has me some reptiles sweat and, and and love the industry and yet we can't get basic things like reading down yes Makes no sense. Who reads anymore? What a nerd. I know, right? Right? I guess that that kind of means I'm in trouble. I'm spending all this time making a magazine. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, (laughs) it's it's just crazy. So. No, but like legitimately. Abronias and ales, or Abronia ales, uh, the RPI, check it all out. Uh, Paul McIntyre Reptiles on Instagram. Um, Another one to check out, Wild Florida 
uh, airboat rides. Um, Nora is working there. Uh, it's a very cool park. Um, very inexpensive, but super, super cool. We went through the drive through safari, which was awesome. Oh, yeah, I saw that some, on Instagram. Yeah, you see some cool-ass animals. Uh, we fed the giraffes. That was even cooler. Uh, we'll go... I think we're going to, next time we go on the weekend, we're going to do the sloths, you know, the, the, the VIP sloth thing where you get to hang out with the sloths and, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely a cool park yeah, uh, down in cool. St. Cloud. So, sloths creep me out you know, too. Lots <laughs> of nice. what? Sloths creep me out. Like the babies are adorable, uh, but you see an adult dude, the, the, the dead eyes that those things have. Yeah, like the lights yeah. are on, but no one's home. But then they got those freaking like claws that yeah. if they just wanted to take your eye out, they could just pop it right out. I heard they bite. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, they, well, I mean they had teeth. No thanks. So, yeah, they have they the, teeth and mouths. That, uh, yeah, I would I would lend to say that they they could definitely bite. But but again, I mean, back to you know the RPI. Like I said, Patreon. Um, Anybody that wants to get on one-time donations, if you go on to GoFundMe, uh, also PayPal. The PayPal address is uh, reptilepreservation at gmail.com. Um, you know, check check it out. It's it's worth the look. Uh, I think the website's almost done. Um, so there'll be a website. Uh, Cody's got a bunch of videos done. Um, I think you guys are really going to like him. Uh, he's, he did a great job. Um, and, again, we all know Cody in his OCD. So <laughs> he actually did a really, really good job. So it, it'll be cool to see when they go live and everybody gets to see him. So, yeah, that's exciting, man. But, you know, I tell him all the time he needs to film because funny things like falling out of the trampoline, you know, oh, yeah. thank God that's on the camera or thank God <laughs> that's on film. Uh, it's, it's pretty epic in his bird dog shirt shorts and his, uh, uh, band or his uh, headband as he falls out of the trampoline door. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. So but well definitely looking forward to seeing all that and all the good stuff RPI is gonna be putting out, man. Yeah. And hopefully like I said, Daytona goes on and you guys are down here and we'll be able to hang out again for a weekend and I will be, know, but Jake's 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 being kind of Yeah, I I and I'm also realizing I don't think work's gonna let me go to Florida and actually come back to work. Oh, um, that's so, a good point. Yeah, I honestly just thought about that the other day. I was like, dang, because somebody actually got sent home for like two or three weeks because they went to Tennessee. And right now I'm up for a new job and I can't really uh, afford that. So, yeah, well, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, hopefully we can turn the corner by that time. And, you know, if if not, there'll be other events and other things to do. Everybody needs to stay safe and do your yeah, part. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'll I be mean, there. Yeah, that that isn't that is listen, that is really important, you know, to know. And I've been very nonchalant about the whole thing. And Cody and Peel will tell you, I've been like, ah, who cares? Who cares? Until it gets really close. And you're like, yeah, wow. OK, never mind. I care now. It's a scientific yeah, I, fact I care that now. cigar smoke kills it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm so well, I was really hoping that alcohol would. <laughs> but apparently that doesn't work either. So I tried and I still got COVID. <laughs> so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, you know, interesting to see what happens, but, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, 
obviously all get together at some point. So yeah, yeah, yeah man. man. Well, we really we really appreciate you coming on, man. I was excited to finally get you on here. I swear, I've been talking with Justin about having you on for almost a year now. Yeah, and I, yeah. I don't know why it took so long, but here Way to you blame are. It on I me. really enjoyed this episode. No, I'm not gonna nah. blame it on you. I should have been like, "Hey, let's get Paul on now." <sighs> My back's I mean, starting to hurt from carrying the weight of this goddamn the... podcast. Okay. Hey, it was my idea to get Paul on yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> that happens once a quarter. It's because you don't ask me. I should yeah, have you to. You don't ask. I, I, I'm, you're just like, yep, this is coming on this week. I'm like, oh. <sighs> cool. Nice, Justin. Whatever. You just tell Bratz what's going on and just this is it. Just. Yep. Lay down and that's it. Shut up. This Half the time cool. he doesn't even know who we're having on until like an hour before we record. <laughs> again, until after you, the show's over with. Who was that again? Say nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. But all right, well, man. be good. Uh, thanks for having me on. Definitely fun, and uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you guys again. So. Yeah, yeah man. man. We'll do it again sometime. All right, brother. All right, we'll brother. talk to you guys later. Later. All right. Later, man. All right, later. Uh, well, oh man that was a good one that was a good one i, I enjoyed that, that. Uh, yeah i hope that uh, cleared up a lot of things for people and i i really hope this one actually gets out to a lot of people so they can actually hear the the facts behind this whole law thing because i feel like everybody's been losing their mind the past couple days about it yeah but, that's i mean it, it complicates things a lot when you have that many voices yeah. saying different things and then it just turns into pandemonium and then panic and everyone's like you know just chaos yeah. which we're already have enough of as is oh yeah so but there's the facts folks straight from paul mcintyre with straight from the mcintyre's the, mouth the mcintyre's mouth with reptile preservation institute Shout out to P so, and Cody, who I want to have on the yeah. show again at some point. Yes. We just have to we have to do it on a Sunday or something because yeah, we all we'll know that won't be a short episode, which yes. I'm fine with. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but. I am too. So we'll have to have one of those long ones here in the future. Yeah, do it on a Sunday during the day. So you know, but you can double down. You can get a THP episode and a Snakes and Stogies episode because we do Snakes and Stogies on Sundays. Yeah. You can listen to THP, and then when that's over, you can hop on YouTube and watch the live live stream. Blah, blah, blah. When are you going to come on Snakes and Stogies? Uh, when Never. do you want me to come on Snakes and Snakes and Stogies? Sunday. This Sunday. Yeah, every Sunday. Uh, I have to see because y'all do it by like twelve, don't you? No, we did it with Nipper. Because Nipper's like uh, five or six hours ahead of us, so we had to do it earlier uh, in the day. It's usually at like nine o'clock at night. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that ain't gonna work for you, is it? Hmm. Uh, yeah, nights nights can be a little difficult. But if we could, if we, if we could do a little earlier at some point, maybe. Yeah. The night is a very dark I'd like, time. I like, I'd, like, I'd, I'd like to come on. What? I said the night is a very dark time for me. Oh uh, yeah, obviously. It's dark for everybody. <laughs> But this has been episode 89? 89. We're 11 away from 100. 11 weeks. We're we're closing in. Still got 11 weeks. I can almost taste it. Uh, Yeah. It's it's there. It's there. We're close. 
Definitely planning on doing some sort of change up episode soon. I want to get some chameleon stuff on and yeah, other stuff. You know, just kind of feel like we've we've done a lot of Morelia lately. We've done a lot of other snake stuff lately. You know, so I think yeah. we're, we're due for kind of a, a change up. Yeah. So I think we should we should get somebody to come in and talk about like bearded dragons or something. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Or some oddball, some oddball lizards. Mm-hmm. We're due for a frog episode, though. We are. We need to do a frog episode. We do. So. Yep. I'll, I'll start. I'll, since since I need to pull a little bit more weight, I'll, I'll go on the hunt for for a frog. I gotta go to candidate. the chiropractor because my bag is messed up. Yeah. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you everybody for listening to episode eighty-nine of the Herpeticulture podcast again. This show has been brought to you by Sneeve. Steve Snakes You Wary. Sneeves. Uh, Sneeves. Snakes You Wary. <laughs> With uh, Venom Hot Sauce and, of course, MP Cages and Exotics with some of the best cage cages, cages and racks. I'm having a I stroke? Can't talk tonight. Yes. Best, best cages and racks in the industry. <laughs> Hit them up. I need to stop. Just be done. Apparently, I smell toast. I smell toast. <laughs> we will holler at uh, you all next all right. week. Jesus, uh, right. this giant beetle just throat chopped me, dude. <laughs> flew right into my freaking jugular or my Adam's oh my apple God. whatever that device is called alright anyways alrighty y'all see y'all